Are you feeling stuck or are you unstoppable? Are you tired of creating incremental growth in your business while really wanting to make quantum leaps? Well then welcome, you found the right place to be fed. This is Susan, the founder of Unstoppable Women in Business and this podcast is for women entrepreneurs, coaches, consultants, anyone who is unwaveringly focused on finding the best path to success in their business. While you're here, you're gonna be asked to think differently to get different results, to do things that are challenging, but oh, so rewarding. So come on, let's get started. Hello, lovely ladies. How are you today? I'm so happy to be here with you. As I say every week, I know you're getting tired of probably hearing me say this, but damn, we've got a great episode for you today. (laughs) The magic moment. Who doesn't love that moment in a sales call when you have done a really wonderful job in understanding who you're talking to, understanding what they want more than anything else in life, and how you can help them be able to get there. You're ready. You're at that magic moment where you're going to make your offer. You're going to talk about your solution and how you can solve that and the investment that they should be willing to make, right? And so it is just the culmination. It's the reason you're there. And yet, have you ever found yourself maybe getting a little bit inside of your head and um, starting to, uh, in essence, lose the, the rhythm of the call? gets a little awkward sometimes. And you're at that magic moment and you want it to go well. But unfortunately, there's a time where you start to lose your confidence and you, you in essence, collapse within yourself. You block yourself from leading the way through that magic moment in a way that will get you to the result you're looking for. Have you had it happen? Is it only me? (laughs) No, I don't think so. So we have to say that you know it's it's your mindset that's happening. And we're going to talk today about what's going on. What's the chatter that's happening in your mind that's creating that awkward moment as opposed to the magic moment and how you can move beyond that. And in order to do that, I have invited a wonderful beautiful human being who I adore to the table because she is a mindset coach and she has amazing gifts to share with us today about limiting beliefs. So today I want to introduce you all to Ariel Kopek from Harness Your Hindrance. And Ariel is amazing. She is a certified Myers-Briggs practitioner, okay? So she knows her stuff around, you know, what's going on below the surface. But more important, Ariel has also studied um, NLP, neuro-linguistics, so she understands people's brains. She helps individuals and groups identify the mindset barriers and the emotional roadblocks and the limiting beliefs that hold them back. So who better to bring in to have a conversation with us today about this magic moment than Miss Ariel Kopak. Ariel, it's so good to have you here. Welcome. Thank you, Susan. I'm truly honored to be on your podcast. I've oh, been looking forward to this. Thank you. We're mu- mutual fans of each other. Fangirls, <laughs> yes, <right>? we are. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Ariel, what haven't I told my folks, my listeners about you that it's important for them to know? 
you covered the the key points and I think you did an amazing job of demonstrating my passion that I have for helping people to break through their roadblocks and discover really unlocking their potential. Uh, my background was in training and developing financial advisors. And what I found through the training was I enjoyed the training and helping people learn new things. But oftentimes, even once they had all the knowledge, they didn't take the steps forward. And I always wondered why. Why do people not take that simple step towards success? Why do we hold ourselves back? And that that question tormented me. So that was what led my pursuit of knowledge of all these different aspects of how our brains work and human behavior and why we limit ourselves. Uh, so that's how I got into limiting beliefs coaching. And it's my it's my passion. I absolutely love it. And I love when I see people really unlock themselves mm-hmm. and allow themselves to flow more freely and pursue that success, take that step just by stopping that self-limitation. Because when we know so much, we can get tangled up in our own minds. And I love helping people to untangle that mental mess. Beautiful. I love it. You said that so well, Ariel. And that is, I think that's why you and I connected so well the very first time we met. It's like, we are so on the same page. I've always said, you can have all the skills, all the processes. You can know exactly, you know, the, the playbook on being successful in sales, especially. But if you don't have a really clear mindset, um, it will it will squash the success, the level of success that you can get to, right? I mean, you can Absolutely. block and tackle your way there. You can, you know, kind of through sheer grit, be able <laughs> yes. to be quote unquote successful, but you mm-hmm. will not get as far. And it's so much harder when you're fighting yourself. It's draining. Absolutely. Draining. Cool. All right, Ariel. Because we've done our work in deciding how we want to, you know, present this to you all, um, to the listeners today, I know that you have three very important kind of areas that you like to explore and talk about with people when it comes to limiting beliefs. And you know what, before we go there, because sometimes, you know, people hear words like limiting beliefs and they're like, oh, Mm -hmm. you know, I kind of think I know what that means. I've heard it before. If I'm a coach, I've been trained on it, but let's just level set what is a limiting come from? And then let's talk about, okay, what can we do about it? So why don't we start there? Absolutely. So a limiting belief is any belief that you hold to that holds you back, usually from a place of protection or perceived protection, I should say. So oftentimes I find that the best way to demonstrate a limiting belief is to share the story of my limiting belief. If that's Wonderful. Okay. Oh, yeah. Let's go there. (laughs) (laughs) So uh, my passion for limiting beliefs really came from my own convicting story where I was uh, going into a limiting beliefs workshop for the first time. And I didn't know what to bring to the workshop. There was one thing that was really bothering me. And it was very scary to bring it to the workshop because I didn't know the answer. And it's very vulnerable to bring something to the table when you don't, when you have the question, not the answer to it. However, I knew it was worthwhile to seek out this answer. The problem I was facing was I found out there were a few different people in my network who were perceiving negative intentions for what I was asking them to do when I was in a leadership position. Yes. I just saw your face, Susan, where you went, what? (laughs) And ouch. Yes. (laughs) Why? And that was it. 
it hurt because I thought, how could you possibly think those are my intentions? I'm doing this from place of service. I want um, these good things to happen for the advisors. And it really hurt when I found this out, but I found out that there was more than one person from a different area who had a similar type of perception of me. Mm. And my rule is if there's a trend of, if there's a trend of three, mm-hmm. the common denominator, I knew there had to be something that I was doing or not doing that prompted this result. So I brought it to the workshop and long story short, I'll go through the process really quickly. What happened was people were perceiving negative intentions because I wasn't sharing my intentions with them. And when you don't give people the answer, they fill in the blank. Mm. And they usually fill in the blank with a negative assumption because they're in place of perceiving protection. Mm-hmm. So because I wasn't sharing my intentions with them, they were putting in a negative perception. I was not sharing my intentions with them because I was afraid of revealing my intentions. Mm. If I revealed my intentions fully and clearly, they may see that there's a selfish component to the intention, even though that's not the primary. There may be a selfish component within my intentions. Mm. And if they saw there was a selfish component within my intentions, then that meant I would be seen as selfish or I would be selfish. And if I was seen as selfish, then to me, that meant I was just like my biological father, whom I viewed as the epitome of selfishness. And that was my greatest fear in the entire world. And I had no clue that that was at the root of this result of people perceiving a negative intention. Oh, Ariel, that's fascinating. So as you were telling the story, I'm like, where's the limiting belief? Where's the limit? And it's I almost visually was going down a layer with you and down a layer until you got to that revealing of the deep below the service, the conversation below the conversation that was happening for you around not being perceived as selfish. Oh, it's so Mm -hmm. interesting. So So limiting belief can be at the level of uh, if I, if I reveal my intentions, I'll be seen as selfish. That Mm -hmm. alone is a limiting belief. Mm -hmm. Uh, There's, Sometimes that's as far as it goes, but usually there's something even below that that created that belief, a belief that prompted mm-hmm. the, the limiting belief that's more noticeable. Uh, Interesting. Yeah. Okay. Now, can we put this into the magic moment and yes. talk about what limiting beliefs come up in the magic moment? I think both of us can probably rattle off a few. Why don't you start? What is what's What makes that moment awkward instead of magic for people? Oh, <laughs> the the list of limiting beliefs. Uh, we could go on and on. However, one I actually do see a lot is selfish. And that's not a projected one. It's one I hear come up a lot, frankly, in particular with women. Yeah. I see that one come up more with my female clients than my male clients. I do see it come up with both. However, mm-hmm. more with my female clients than my yeah. male clients. Can we talk about that for a minute? So let's go down that, that rabbit hole, just like you did with your own mm-hmm. limiting beliefs. So wh- where does it start? It's like, oh... I'm being greedy. I shouldn't ask for what I believe I'm worth. Is that where it starts? And then it kind of unravels itself (laughs) to become... That's, that's one. Yes. So that that's one. However, it shows up differently for each person. So for one person, it may be greedy and it comes from their experiences and perceptions with mm-hmm. that word or that context, mm-hmm. right? So I, for someone, it might be, I viewed my uncle who hurt my mom. I viewed him as greedy and I don't want to be greedy mm-hmm. like because he was and that hurt someone. So I don't want to be like that. And then all of your context in that conversation is, I don't want to be like, I don't want to be like, I want to avoid being like. Mm-hmm. this this mm-hmm. word or this mm-hmm. perception that's tied to an experience or a person. Mm-hmm. And so then it creates this, this avoidance and this pulling back 
from the conversation from the person that you're in front of because of the fear of being like someone, like something or perceived in such a way. Oh, that's so, so good, for, Ariel. For some people, it may be greedy. For some people, it may be selfish. For some people, it may be pushy. For some people, it may be salesy. But it's usually because a situation happened that created a perception and a social word, and that they don't want to be associated with that. So good. Word or you know, it's so funny you brought that up because um, have you have you ever read the book um, "The Millionaire Mindset" by T. Harv Eckert? I think that's the name of it. I have heard of that book, but I haven't read that one. It's a really good book. It's really good. It it just talks Mm -hmm. about the fact that you have a money blueprint, in essence, that has Mm -hmm. been developed. And exactly what you're talking about, his his philosophy is that your money blueprint, or in essence, the way you view money, is definitely based on what you're talking about, something that you've either experienced yourself or two other ways through what people have modeled for you, like your parents and what they modeled Mm -hmm. and how they viewed money. Um, And then also through what you have heard and experienced. So there's, there's so many different ways that you're in essence. And we had a great conversation about this in our group this week. Um, We were talking about it's in essence, it's not just a money mindset Mm -hmm. and it's not just a limiting belief. Mm -hmm. This is actually something that becomes your identity of who you are and who you believe. Like you were saying, I don't want to be selfish. I My identity is rooted in this. And yes. to be perceived as that is one of the worst things. So mm-hmm. sometimes in mindset work, it's not just the way you're thinking about things, but it's actually how can you shift your identity in a way that's more advantageous to you to get your outcomes that you're looking for because your current identity is not serving you at all (laughs) you know I love it and that is it does go deep and it's actually you're bringing up the core of my name harness your hindrance because I was inspired by the book psycho cybernetics by Maxwell Maltz and he's essentially one of the the founders of the the now uh, philosophy psychology whatever you may call it of that identity within psychology and the power of your self-identity. I say um, your self-proclaimed identity. Mm. So he talks, he was actually a plastic surgeon and uh, discovered, he, he studied why his patients, some even though they were changed externally, they couldn't see the change. They still viewed themselves the same way, even though externally they were different. And everyone else and all the evidence was there that things were different, but it didn't change their with the way that they saw themselves. Oh, that is fascinating. We will include that book in the show notes because I think, I, personally, it's something I'd like to look mm-hmm. at, but uh, I'm sure some of the listeners would want to do that as well. All right. Absolutely. So now that we've kind of level set how limiting beliefs can show up and the symptoms around them in that magic moment, and in, in, i.e. the awkward moment, Ariel, <laughs> share with us what we can do about it. Yes. So oftentimes the process starts before the call. So getting those thoughts out even before that moment, it's a preparation for the magic moment. The magic moment is like so much in mindset, it's tied to sports, right? So the, the, the magic moment is like that moment in sports where uh, you're going for the, the winning goal. And there's a lot of preparation that comes to prepare for that moment, the pre the pregame preparation, the mindset work, mm-hmm. the the um, practice, all of that ties into it. And so much with the mindset, what you can do is 
we prep for the game with the strategy or for, you know, for the call with the strategy and the process, but how much do you prep your mindset? Mm-hmm. And so much of that is about clearing out what are the, the limiting beliefs? What are the thoughts? What are the uh, mindset challenges that come up for me? And you can identify those oftentimes by reflecting on a previous call. Uh, don't beat yourself up for the awkward moment. Acknowledge the awkward moment and identify what was present in your mindset in those times so that you can get uh, address those in advance for the next call and make the next moment magic instead of awkward. Excellent. You got to dig in and do that reflection to figure out what are those those limiting beliefs, those thoughts that are showing up in the moment. When you reflect in the moment, mm-hmm. it reflects back on the moment, you can identify some of those thoughts that were coming up and then what beliefs prompted those thoughts. Excellent. So before you get on the call, you're starting to really set your mindset on who you want to be on that call, how you want to mm-hmm. approach things. Um, a lot of times I think we focus a little bit more around what we don't want to be. Yes. <laughs> yes. So, yes. Um, in listing out the thoughts, the beliefs that came up, what are the thoughts? Oftentimes, what people will find is, mm-hmm. I don't want to be like this. I don't want to be greedy. I don't want to be salesy. Yes. I don't want to be pushy. I don't want to be selfish. I don't want to be. I don't want to be. I don't want to be. Mm-hmm. Or I don't want to be seen as. Mm-hmm. And so, listing those out, calling those out, acknowledging that they're there, and then saying, okay, I can acknowledge those. Now, what do I want to be? How do I want to show up? What do I want to be like? Who do I want to be on this call? Because if you're just focusing on what you don't want to be, you're in a place of avoidance and -hmm. just constantly avoiding something. And then in an energy way, you're pulling away. You're pulling away from your prospect and you're pulling away from Mm -hmm. uh, the conversation. You're not being present in the moment if you're in that state of avoidance. Mm -hmm. However, when you're thinking about who you want to be, how you want to be, how you want to show up, you're in a place of pursuit. Mm. And a place of pursuing that prospect, pursuing the process, pursuing the conversation, and you're more present because you're not in a place of avoidance and fear. Beautiful. I love that, Ariel. You, everybody listening, take note of this. I, I, if you have a sheet that you use for your calls that helps you guide you through um, your notes, put at the top of that sheet, who do I want to be on this call? And I think, Ariel, that... That is brilliant because if you set your intention and you set your mindset right before you get started, all you have to do is self-correct during the call and not not allow yes. any other chatter to come in. So yes. that's a tip that's worth its weight in gold already. Thank you, love. All right. So, but I think you have another one, another tip for I us. Do. I do. So mindset is key. And some of this is getting some of the other stuff out of the way so that you can focus on your mindset. Meaning be certain of your price. And when I say certain, I mean no wavering. You have to be certain on your price before you go into that call. Right? You have to, if, if you're wavering in the conversation, you're going to cause wavering for them. If you're uncertain, you're going to bring that uncertainty to the call no matter what. I guarantee if you are uncertain, you will bring your uncertainty to the call. Yes. And it'll show up in some way. Oh. So you want to get that off the table. Be certain of your price. I love that. Ariel, when I was first an entrepreneur, because when I worked in corporate, I was told how much to sell things for, right? It was like, Mm -hmm. here's the price book, go do it. And I was okay with that. But when I had to turn around and sell myself and my own programs, I would set the price and I'd get on a call. And the whole time I'm talking to somebody, I'm going, no, I think I'm going to charge them this. No, no, I think I can charge. No, no, I'm not. I'm not going to go there. I'm not going there. I don't think they, you know. And the chatter that was going on in my mind was ridiculous around when I came to make the offer, 
How much should I charge them? And mm-hmm. I know that for a fact, if you are chattering in your mind and listening to yourself, yes. you're not really able to be present at all for your person. Exactly. That's why the awkwardness comes is you're, you've just left the building and they can sense it. People can sniff this out, right? So in order to stay present, get the mindset work done ahead of time around your price and be confident and, and be certain of it. I love yes. that. I love yes. Yes. You have to be certain in your price and confident in your process. Ooh. So certain, so absolutely certain in your price. Now I say confident in your process because uh, there, your process may fluctuate or be a little bit flexible based upon the person. Mm-hmm. And so you want to be, but you want to be confident in your process, have trust in it and mm-hmm. follow it. So when you're talking process, you're talking about the work that you will deliver for your client. And the process for your call, whatever your your oh, okay. sales strategy is, right? So, you know, just trusting the process once you're in it. You, you get your mindset right, you know mm-hmm. your price, you're confident in your process, and you step in. I love that. I and then you just let that. it flow. Yes. Step in. I love that. I, I've talked with a lot of women when they're in this situation where they feel like they lose control mm-hmm. of the call, right? And I think what you're mm-hmm. saying is that if you can clear away the, the clutter and the mindset issues that you're having, you can be confident and stay in your process and stay leading your person yes. through the conversation. When you lose yes. control of the conversation, you've really lost control of everything. It's like, mm-hmm. oh, now it's like out in the wind. Good luck. Let's see what happens. Mm-hmm. And that's yes. never a good thing. Never a good no. thing. All no. right. Excellent. No. I love, love both of those tips. All right, lady. You Go alluded ahead. to leading. Uh, yes. And one thing I, I found when I was working with financial advisors and doing a workshop, um, we discovered there's this shift in the tone. And uh, and a lot of times when I'm working with advisors, there's a prospecting portion of the call where they're, they're working for referrals. So closing mm-hmm. the business is one aspect and then asking for referrals is another. Okay. Similar but different mindset blocks sometimes. And I would hear this energy shift, this tone change when they went to ask for referrals. Mm-hmm. And I called someone out one time and I said, you are leading with confidence and clarity and assurance the whole way through. And then as soon as you went to ask for referrals, you shifted and you stopped leading. And I said, everything that you were saying and words wise was in alignment with what you were saying before. And from the receiving end, not much changed process wise mm-hmm. or even context wise. But mm-hmm. what shifted was you stopped leading. Mm-hmm. So then I wasn't sure where to go right? and following. Right. And surely if you heard it, of course, the person they were talking to heard it as well. So you have to stay confident and lead in order to get the results, whether it is a referral or or buying decision. Mm -hmm. Perfect. I love it. Love it. All right. I love those two. I love those two tips, Ariel. What's the third one you got for us? We're talking, this is kind of tied to the other two. Mm -hmm. Prioritize yourself first before the call. And when I say that, it's all about getting your mindset clear. Mm. But when you prioritize yourself, focus on yourself first, then you can focus on your prospect and be more present. Mm. And I, I'm not sure if it's because we fear being selfish or we're so focused, task-oriented. Uh, there may be different reasons why we avoid this. Maybe we're afraid of our self-awareness even. We're afraid of what we may discover. But we so often avoid taking that time to focus on ourselves. What are, what are my thoughts? What are my feelings? What are my beliefs in this moment? Uh, where am I at? Mm-hmm. Where do I want to be? Where do I need to be mm-hmm. mentally and emotionally? 
in order to be more present for my prospect. If you do that work for yourself first, you will show up better for your prospect and be able to perform in that magic moment because you're fully there. You already did the work. There's no more chatter. There's no more um, questioning. There's just certainty. When you're certain and confident, you can lead. And that's what's going to serve your prospects well is being present and leading them. You don't control whether or not they follow. You just control whether or not you lead. Wow. You know what, Ariel, that just, it seems like, oh, well, of course that, you know, it's simple. It's simple. It's not a, it's not a, you know, rocket science kind of a thing. However, I do believe it's completely counterintuitive to the way that we approach a sale. I know it is for me sometimes because when I'm ready to get on a call with someone, I am thinking about them. I am. I'm thinking about what is their world like? Why, why would they be interested in talking to me? What is, what is it that they want to do differently? Why is that important? I'm, I'm really focused on them. And I, I think what I hear you say, it's not that you don't want to do that, but you first have to clear the path yes. to be able to focus on that with 100% clarity and not be distracted by the mind chatter. So if you do your work first, if you focus on yourself first, and then you focus on the prospect, you're going to be there more present in the conversation and uh, create that magic moment. Like yes, that. because that magic that magic moment comes from being present and hearing hearing mm-hmm. the opportunity, he, really hearing them, not just mm-hmm. hearing what they said, but listening with intent. Mm-hmm. And you have to be present in order to listen intentionally. Yeah. And you can't be present if you're caught up in your own mind. That your own is mental so mess. good. That is so good. You know, Ariel, it's so sad to say this, but there is a rare time in anyone's life where they can show up for a call for 30 minutes or whatever it might be, and someone is 100% focused on them, right? Mm-hmm. It's like, yes. I, I remember when I was going through coaching certification and the teacher was, you know, and you know, when you're first learning, you're all like, oh, am I asking the right questions? Do Am I going mm-hmm. the right, am I doing this right? And the, the instructor was like, okay, people, listen. You could just show up and be a stone, just listening to the people, and they would walk away going, wow, that was great. <laughs> that was a great call. <laughs> it's like, you do not need to do anything. Just, just the fact that you're there and present, and, and yes, asking some good questions, but if you are present and listening for the intent of mm-hmm. understanding more, that is more than people ever experience. And that creates a relationship that's incredible. So it really does. Uh, to share with you my uh, pre-call uh, process, pre-gaming mindset work, uh, I will listen to uh, a somewhat meditative song and I will actually say a prayer and ask to be clear, to be a vessel, to be like uh, a mirror or a clear pond as a reflection. To, I don't bring more than I reflect. Beautiful. Oh, Ariel, that's beautiful. All right. Listen, people who are out there in the cyber sphere, listening to the wisdom that Ariel is sharing with us. I just, I am in awe. I wish you could see her. If you want to see Ariel, you can go out to YouTube and see this beautiful lady's face. Ariel is the epitome of what we want our next generation to become. I'm so impressed with you, lady. I'm an old lady. You're a young lady. I'm impressed with you. You, you can't make me speechless on your podcast, Susan. That's <laughs> counterintuitive for sure. <laughs> 
I just love you. All right. Listen, where can people find your goodness? Where can they connect a little bit more with you? Well, they can go to my website. It's www.harnessyourhindrance.com. Hindrance spelled H-I-N-D-R-A-N-C-E. There's more than one way to spell hindrance. I like to make that clear. Uh, But harnessyourhindrance.com. And um, you can find podcasts there, ways to connect with me, and a cool commercial, me practically jumping off of a mountain. Oh, oh, I want to (laughs) take a look at that. You can also sign up for your newsletter. You have a beautiful newsletter that you put out which has yes, lots of great yes. insights into it. And here's one Absolutely. thing about Ariel. I love this. Ariel um, doesn't have any like any qualms in saying she doesn't really do a lot of consults. She works mostly by the referral and um, doesn't invite in a lot of people for just you know the 30-minute consult call. However, she was willing to do one thing for our listeners is, you know, if you found... If you found or resonate, if what she said resonated, let's go there. If what she said resonated with you around the importance of preparing for a call by prepping your mindset or around creating a mindset that is certain of your price, your process, and your delivery, or the third thing was if you need a little bit of help on how to create a, in essence, a routine around focusing first on yourself and then your clients so you can be present. Those three things were her big tips for you. If you'd like to meet with Ariel for 15 minutes on one of those items to just dive in and have a conversation about how you can get a little bit clearer on any one of those, she's willing to do that for you. So in order to connect with Ariel, you can go to her website, Harness Your Hindrance, Um, The show notes on my website, Unstoppable Women in Business, go to the podcast page, the episode 27, you'll see the show notes. It will have all of the information for Ariel, her her website address, anywhere else that you can follow her. And I'll also put out the uh, link to the book, The Psycho Psycho, Psycho (laughs) Cybernetics. (laughs) Mouthful, Uh, because that sounds really like a great resource to Ariel. All right, Ariel, thank you. It was such a pleasure spending time with you. It's always a pleasure and it's an honor to be on your podcast. You know, I admire you greatly. So (laughs) this is an honor and a joy and I always love our conversations. So I'm happy to share one of our joyful conversations with your listeners too. This was fun. Thank you, love. And you will come back again soon. We cannot not do this again. That's for sure. (laughs) Thank (laughs) you. All right. All righty. Hey there. Let me tell you that I am here for you in any way that I can to support you. And one of the ways is I have a beautiful group coaching program called The Success Collaborative. You can find it out on my website. We're a group of women that support each other. No one should be out there alone building their business. It is not fun. I want you to have someone who can guide you along, help you create a clear path to success, help you get a little bit of coaching when you get in the weeds, like Ariel is mentioning here today, and also have peers that become almost like your personal board of directors, right? That is the Unstoppable Women in Business Success Collaborative, and it would be so much fun to have you along for the ride. So check us out on my website for that. And until we meet again, you go get them, girls. Come on. I know you can do it. Let's keep our minds straight and get to work. All right. Have a great day today, everybody. It was nice to talk to you. Bye-bye. Hey there, lady. 
what are you doing? We need to get to know each other better. Come on over and visit me at www.unstoppablewomeninbusiness.com and check it out. I've got so much good stuff over there for you and I would love to get to know you better. So come on, come on over. Let's hang out.